Hello and welcome. I am so happy that you are here listening to my podcast. My name is Trudy and I'm a spiritual development coach and I teach predominantly women to empower themselves, work through their pain, their wounds, their limiting beliefs through spirit guided connection and past life regression. And believe me, it has been an epic, epic journey. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time just so you can get to know me and where I came from and how I actually began to do this work in terms of being able to create such profound shifts for other women. And it wasn't from a place of knowing everything, taking the certifications. There was never a light bulb moment for me where I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is my purpose. There was none of that. And I know that for many of you that are probably listening, your purpose was probably born from a place of fear, of uncertainty, and just that place of not really knowing who you were, because that's the blessing in life's struggles and the things that we sometimes take for granted. We think that it's happening to us. We don't realize how it's actually providing an opportunity, not just for more self-development, but for more internal reflection so that we can actually take a step back and go, okay, what is this actually teaching me? For me, I spent many, many years in depression, clinical depression and clinical anxiety. I was actually diagnosed with depression at the age of 15 on the same day that I was diagnosed with epilepsy. It was actually written in the same letter. So at the age of 15, I didn't really know what that meant. I just knew that I felt sad and that was it. Anyway, as time progressed, I found that I became a recluse. I didn't want to interact with the rest of the world. I thought the rest of the world was a very unsafe place to be. And I consistently had this reoccurring thought, this reoccurring pattern, if you like, in my head that just told me, you're not good enough. If you don't look your best, if you're not a size six, if you're not intelligent, if you're not this, if you're not that, then no one's going to love you. And those beliefs, those thoughts really perpetuated this cycle of just shame and judgment. And that fed into every single area of my life, whereby I was committing to jobs that I felt were unfulfilling, that I actually hated, that left me feeling even worse. Not only that, I was in relationships that did not fulfill me because I was always seeking that support, that guidance, that validation from someone else because I hadn't been brought up with the concept of self-care or self-love. I hadn't been brought up with the concept of what is your intuition trying to tell you? What is it trying to guide you towards? How is it trying to support you? There was none of none of that. So like most of you, I'd imagine you've hit a rock bottom and you're like, well, where do I go now? And my first, because I've had multiple, you know, 
rock bottoms was in my marriage. I I married someone that I was working with at the time and I had just got out of a long-term relationship with my daughter's father and everything seemed okay. I was beginning to find myself financially. I was struggling so, so much and I wanted some attention. I wanted some attention from me. And so when this guy that I was working with began to give me this attention, I was like, yay, yay, yay. Even though there was no chemistry there, there was no instant connection. I was that low in my self-esteem that some attention was better than no attention because that is what I had been conditioned to believe through not just family members, but also society. And I don't know about you, but is women especially, we are kind of taught that it's better to be in a relationship than it is to be without. There's kind of something not quite right if you're single, especially if you're happy to be single. For the record here, I'm currently single and I'm absolutely loving it. So this guy gave me his number and I was so happy. But something about me, something about that connection kind of just made me go, something's not right here. I remember standing at the kitchen sink in a little one bedroom bedsit that I shared with my one-year-old daughter at the time because we had nowhere to go. We were nearly made homeless. And I I just didn't want to phone him. I didn't want to make the call. As I was thinking that, my phone went and I knew it was him, but I resisted picking up the phone. He actually phoned me more than 10 times. And each time my stomach would clench. I didn't realize then that that feeling within my body was actually my intuition trying to urge me to not pick up the phone. Don't go there. Don't pursue this. The body always knows much quicker than the mind will ever try and uh, reason with us. I often tell my clients, your body is your psychic barometer. It knows 10 steps ahead of what your mind will ever try and tell you. At the same time as I had all these physical reactions and responses, my mind, my brain, my ego was saying, oh, but aren't you going to be shallow, Trudy, by not picking up the phone? You should at least pick up the phone and hear him out because you're being rude if you don't. That's how the ego undermines and creates control. It makes you think that you are not being a good person. So I picked up the phone. Went to go on this first date. I remember when he picked me up, I just had this sinking feeling like there's no chemistry. There's nothing there. I I don't feel safe in this person's company. But I rejected those feelings again and went with what my brain, my mind, my ego was telling me because that's all I knew back then. Anyway, to cut a very, very long story short, that relationship progressed into something incredibly toxic where I ended up being sexually controlled emotionally controlled, undermined. Um, After we were married, he would spread rumors to uh, friends at my children's school that I was lazy and I was this and I was that. and, And he had to do everything and that he was the person that was suffering and struggling because I just didn't care. I didn't realize I was spiraling into a depression and everything came to a head on Christmas day of 2014, where I I just, I felt awful. I just, I felt so stuck and not scared, but just stuck and limited and didn't know which way to turn. And I actually said, as I was serving up the food, I said, I can't do this anymore. This has to end. I just, I can't do it. 
And I remember literally a couple of seconds before those words left my mouth, I had a vision. I didn't realize that I was clairvoyant back then. And I, I had like a clairvoyant vision, if you like, of my possible future if I was to continue in that relationship. And that was my children being depressed, my children being in relationships that were also toxic and undermining and just drained the life out of them. I also had visions of them rejecting me and kind of blaming me for the way that their lives were being led because they knew no better. They didn't have a mother that was putting herself first and putting her happiness first. So that really was the catalyst for the most empowering shift that I have ever, ever, ever experienced in my life because I stuck to that decision. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know other than having government welfare support kind of backing me financially. I didn't know what else was going to happen. And so I had to begin to learn to draw on as much support as I could. And I ended up moving to a completely different area, completely different home as a single parent then with three children. My daughter at that point, because I was pregnant when I made that decision, I was eight months pregnant. And things just went downhill. The way that I was treated, and I will discuss this more in future podcasts, and I hope that you'll be there to listen to that, just continued to spiral. And sometimes when you're left with no options, you begin to search the things that aren't in the mainstream. You begin to search out ways that aren't necessarily talked about because you are clinging on to any aspect of hope. And I was clinging on. I was prepared to try anything because at that point I was lonely. I was depressed. I was physically ill. My epilepsy was getting worse. I felt like an awful parent. There was little relationship to my children that was based on happiness and fulfillment. I was literally just trying to get through the day and I was surviving. That was it. There was no fulfillment. I wasn't thriving. I had no peace of mind. And so when I moved to where I am now, I was like, what do I do? I've never been on my own before. I've never been without any kind of support, not realizing that actually that support was codependency. And the two are very different. And we're going to talk about that more as time goes on. And I remember making a phone call to my sister saying, can you just please, please, please keep me company? Come and just sit with me because I'm lonely. And the best thing that she ever said to me was, no you got to do this on your own. you got to get used to being on your own. And I hated her in that moment. I absolutely hated that. I was like, oh, you don't care about me. You're being horrible. You're this, you're that. But she knew that that was what I needed. And love isn't just about being given or being told what it is that you want, but it is about being told what it is that you need. So you can bring yourself into a place of self-responsibility, self-empowerment. And that is what working with your spirit guides do. They bring you home to your own inner source, your own inner being, whereby you become very conscious of the reality that you're creating. And there is nothing more abundant than that. So that was my journey into working with my spirit guides because I was scrolling through Facebook and I began to, I'd always had an interest in spirits, the spirit world, talking to that dead, as I would call them back then, seeking out readers. And I actually was quite obsessed at one time. I would seek out other readers for readings because I just wanted some hope. I just wanted to know that everything wasn't going to turn to shit. <laughs> and I remember reading a story about a woman whose life had turned around because she'd been working with the spirit guides. And in that moment, I was given a memory as to when I was a child and I would watch this program, this metaphysical, spiritual kind of program. 
And the lead medium in that program had a spirit guide. And I used to love, I'd completely forgotten about this experience, but I used to love watching the way that they interacted because when he would channel and give messages from source, even though the messages seemed really absurd and bizarre at the time, and his body would change as he was giving these messages, he seemed so confident in himself. It was like he didn't care whatsoever as to what other people thought of him as he was delivering these messages. There was this inner confidence, this calm confidence that just exuded from him. And I wanted that. I wanted someone I could depend on. I wanted someone that I could just be myself with and still be encouraged and supported. So that was when I made the decision to actually do a little bit more research into how I could connect with my guides. And the rest, they say, is is history. It has been the most incredible journey. My spirit guide, Sunny and Arik. Sunny is a Native American Indian. Arik is an ET and both have very different purposes for how they work with me and what it is that they bring to the table, if you like. And my life is nothing like what it used to be. I'm confident. I'm self-assured. I feel connected with my children. I'm financially self-reliant. And that is incredible for me because I had the belief that I would only be able to have what I wanted if a man in particular was giving it to me. Like I've said, I'm single now and I'm happy and I'm owning my life and that feels incredibly empowering. I've managed to heal myself through depression. I've managed to heal and support myself through clinical anxiety. That doesn't mean to say that I don't get down days because everybody does. I do. I'm human. But I have ways that support me through that whereby I know I can take control of whatever is going on around me. And that just opens the space up for even more abundance and even more love in my life. So I would absolutely love if you would just hit a like, continue to listen. I look forward to hearing your feedback. And as always, take care of yourselves and do something that is just for you. Bye for now, everybody.